Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Brad Sugars in the house. Look at him. G'day, g'day. For those of you who don't know, Brad Sugars is the founder and CEO of Action Coach. Action Coach is, as far as I know, I mean, if you guys think of large coaching companies, you think of maybe Tom Ferry, but Action Coach is actually the largest business coaching company in the world. They're in over 81 countries and just work with businesses, not just real estate businesses. I'd love for the real estate community to learn more about what they actually do because it's a phenomenal opportunity to really take your business to the next level and operate like businesses do across all industries, not just the real estate industry. So Brad, thank you for being our guest today. And I'm super excited to hear what you have to say. And uh, anything you want to add to that before we dive into these five core disciplines that we all need to know? Yeah, look, I think, uh, you know, to give people a little bit more, I've been in business myself since I was 15 years old, and I've bought and sold or started more than 50 companies. So I currently own nine companies and I run them in two days a week. I work Tuesdays and Thursdays. And for some reason, Brian snuck me into my diary on a Wednesday, hence the casual nature of life today. I haven't worked Wednesdays in a long time. But um, people often ask me, how do I do that? It's, it's because we have a very systematic approach to building business. And it doesn't matter whether you are the principal or an agent, it doesn't matter what level you're at, your business is your business and you need to treat it as such. And so I think that's sort of where we'll start today, really diving into how to build that. And uh, you know, after putting out, what, 17 books now on the subject of business and wealth and the latest one, what's the latest one? That's the latest one there, pulling profits out of a hat. The whole idea of education for business people is very simple. The more you learn, the more you earn. It's no more complex than that. And so my goal as an educator is to make sure people get things they can act on straight away, hence the name Action Coach. So, Brad, I think it's important for people to know you've written 17 books. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is amazing. And you guys should really check some of these out. Brad, how many books have you read? I think this is this is a phenomenal thing. I love uh, to hear. It's, it's about 2,600 at this point. So at age 16, I learned from Jim Rohn, if you want to be rich and successful, you read a book a week for the rest of your life. I took him pretty seriously. And these days, though, I don't read them. I listen to them. So it's much easier. It's, I can I can double task. I can work out and listen to the books. Even now, I've got swimming headphones. So these are the best thing ever. When I swim laps, I just uh, listen to the book in, in my ear while I'm swimming. So Yeah, so 2,600 books. I just wanted to pull that out. I wasn't sure the number, but I know you are a huge reader and... <laughs> which is why you guys are about to hear when Brad talks, it's just like all these bombs coming out at you, these knowledge bombs. So get ready, pull out your pen and paper and take notes here. I want to point out before Brad gets started, Brad, I just saw on Facebook, I believe it was either Facebook or Instagram, that you have a $99 course. wonder if we could talk about that just to get started, because I think that's something that everyone here 
can spend $99 and benefit tremendously from this. So can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's actually a $999 course that because of COVID, we put it out at $99. It's called 30X. It's 30 minutes a day for 30 days to get my 30 years business knowledge. Usually about nine days in, most people have about a year long list of things to do. So uh, it's, it's one of those things. It's Look, I, I guess the biggest thing is most of what I learn is by building businesses. So in my restaurant uh, that, that I own, we, you know, you have to learn certain strategies there. In my commercial cleaning business, you have to learn strategies there. Within your industry, I just sold uh, my property management company based out of Texas. And so, you know, I, everything comes from businesses that I do. And so when I teach, it's based on here's what I did here. Here's what I do there. It's not, it's not theoretical, it's actual stuff. And because my team of coaches, you know, we, when you have more than a thousand coaches around the world and we coach in 81 countries, we test and measure every single thing we do. So everything is used daily to get people to learn and understand and build their business. And so that's why, you know, we have 18,000 business owners we coach every single week and about 200 and something thousand that we coach every month. So yeah, it's keeping them on track, I guess, is, is a big part of it. Yeah. So so anyway, I just wanted to share that because I know that's something I clicked through yesterday and I was like, is this $9.99 or $99? I was like, it's $99. Yeah, it was supposed to be a $1,000 program. Then COVID hit and my team just said to me, boss, what are we going to do with this? And I just said, you know what? Everyone needs it. Just put it at $99. I think that come, I, I think they've planned November. They put the price back to normal. But uh, if you jump on bradsugars.com, you'll see it there, 30X business training. There's also 30X success, which is all of the success principles that make someone successful in life. And I'm just in the middle of recording 30X Wealth, so teaching people how to invest and build wealth in their life. So I, Brad, I, I actually clicked on that yesterday. I had it pulled up. I, I'm ha- I was in the process of signing up this morning. Right before this started, my camera wasn't working. I had to reboot my laptop. Otherwise, I would have had that set to go and would have just pulled that up and we would have finished my application. But I definitely am planning on checking that out. So Fantastic. Fantastic. But yeah, look, my, my biggest thing is, you know, in any business, if you offer massive value for what you do, and this is one of the challenges I have, is that a lot of the education out there right now is pure rah-rah. I mean, when I did the video recently where everyone, a few of the uh, gurus online got upset with me because I just said, hustle and grind is the new stupid. And and they all look at me like, you know, no, you've got to hustle. You've got to grind. Uh, no, no, you don't. That just, if, you, if you're working too hard, it's covering up the inefficiencies in your business and you're not actually seeing where you're making the mistakes in business. So therefore, your work actually slows down your success. By working too hard, you slow down your success. You don't actually build the business that works. You actually do the work. And that's coming from Brad, who runs nine companies in two days, two days a week. So Brad is the the key expert at working on the business instead of in the business. And uh, Brad, let's dive into these five core principles, because I think uh-huh. that's something that everybody involved in this event needs to know. Yeah. So let's look at the five core disciplines. And I call them disciplines for a simple reason. You never get them right. They're always something you have to consistently continue to work on in order to make things right. So in no particular order, we have mission, we have execution, we have people, business development and strategy. And so when you sit back and you look at all five core disciplines, let's start with mission. 
mission is about having people loving doing business with you, having your staff loving coming to work, not just liking it, not just thinking it's good, but actually loving doing business with you. And it's it's like I see too many companies today where they don't perceive that emotional engagement with the customer is necessary. They don't perceive employee engagement is necessary, especially in this virtual viral world that we live in today. Engaging people on an emotional level is more important than we've ever done before. You know, if you sit back and you and you don't do that, in fact, let me take it one step further. The millennial generation is the first real generation to demand why. Why are we doing this? Why are you in business? Why is more important than what, how, whatever it might be. Your core values, all of these things, the mission your business is on has got to be something that is greater than just money. Otherwise, people, you, you can't build loyalty with employees. You can't build loyalty with customers if there's something, if there's nothing more. Now, for us at Action Coach, you know, we, we do our coaching for a cause program. All of our coaches around the world and our clients all coach a charity for free. So we're helping these charities for free. People are doing more than what is expected of them just to be a part of that. Um, if we dive to execution, execution is about three main things. Uh, planning being the first. And if we just discuss that for a moment, uh, Brian, planning, if I can be really blunt, the daily plan is the most important plan there is. And, and that's why Sisu, why we get along so well when you showed me this concept uh, in a diner what, five, six years ago when we first looked over this. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole idea of planning every single day, you want every annual plan to work, you've got to get your monthly plans to work. You want the monthly plans to work, your weekly plans have got to work. And if you want your weekly plans to work, your daily plans have got to work. Every one of my companies, every single employee before they leave every single day puts in their six key ingredients, their six key numbers for the day. What did they achieve for the day? And puts in their plan for the next day. And, and it happens every single time for every single employee and it never does it. Um, but then you go into your weekly planning and your monthly and, and those sorts of things. Second part of execution is systemization, checklists or systemization, whichever way you want to look at it. If there is ineffectiveness in a company, there's a lack of systems. If there is, let me put that even more bluntly, if there is inconsistency in performance, there is inconsistency in checklists. There just is. If, if, if you want consistency of delivery, you need a checklist. That's why, you know, when you get on an airplane, every single pilot has a flight checklist. How come? Yeah. They want to live. You know, it's not a complex algorithm. And Brad, I don't, I don't even think you know this, but that's something that is in CSU today. We mm-hmm. have a Trello-style checklist a task management board. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. And so when you sit down and look at that, the third aspect of it is management. Management and leadership. And unfortunately today, management's become a bad word. Somewhere in the late 90s, people are like, oh, you don't want to be a manager. You want to be a leader. As if leadership is better than management. No, they both are needed in an organization. People are like, oh, you don't want to be a micromanager. Listen, when your child is one, you micromanage them. Why? They're incompetent. They can't do what they need to do. The same with employees. A brand new employee needs micromanagement. The job of manager, in fact, let me teach it to you. The job of a manager is two things, productive, competent employees. Productivity and competency is the job of a manager. If you have a lack of productivity or a lack of competency, that is a lack of management. Management is that short-term, day-to-day, week-to-week, up to a month type working with a person, keeping them on track, on task, and, and doing the right jobs. Leadership, on the other hand, if we go into the people aspect, if I move to people, 
See, as a business person, your job is you build your people, they build your business. So that is your job. If you are not building your people, don't expect them to build your business. It, you can't expect someone to double their productivity if you're not willing to train them. It's, it's as simple as that. People will only perform as well as they are trained and, and know how to do it. So leadership is about passionate, focused people. And, and so um, my book on teams, Six Keys to a Winning Team, takes you through how to do that in an organization. But what you sit down and you look at with leaders, if they can build passion and build focus, then that leader is doing a good job. But then you've got to look at what other jobs does a leader have. A leader has the job of recruiting and induction and building the people. And so that whole people segment of a business, we could spend days on that alone of how you recruit good, build great. You know, that's that's sort of the simplest way I can put it. But even recruiting these days, Brian, people are so lazy with recruiting. They just recruiting is the number one job of a CEO. Recruiting great people is the CEO's number one job. You should always be hunting for great people, always be on the lookout for great people. And, you know, that to me is a, is a big part of my job as the chairman of all of my companies is to continuously recruit great people to build the organization and to keep building. But as I build our people, they build our business. And you know, how you treat your people is how they treat your customers. It's, it's a very simple relationship. And so if you treat your people well, they treat your customers well, therefore your customer keeps coming back and buying from you and treating your business well. It's, it's not a complex one, but again, all of that does go back, Brian, to a story. Oh, I was 20 or 21. I'm 49 today, so it's almost 30 years ago. Uh, not 49 today, but uh, 49 at the moment. And uh, my dad, I went to him. I think I was 20. And I went to him and I said, you know what, Dad? I just can't get good people. And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, Brad, you get the people you deserve in business. You're an average manager running an average business. The highest caliber of employee you're going to get is average. And um, as you can imagine, it, was, uh, it wasn't exactly the most, uh, let's put it this way. He was right. I didn't <laughs> like the message, but he was right. You know, it's like. What, what did I tell you guys about all these nuggets? I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I've written out a page of notes so far. So but that, uh, that, that's, that's great advice coming from your dad there, Brad. It is. It is very good advice. Now, where I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump biz dev because I'm going to come back to business development because I think that's something we want to spend a fair bit of time on here today and go to strategy. If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. Strategy for businesses is four complex things that are added together. Leverage, and leverage by definition is do the work once, get paid forever. That's my definition of the way I teach leverage. So if I write a book once and I make money forever, if I uh, buy a rental property once and I, can, and I collect rent and capital gain for the rest of my life and my kids' lives and so on, that, that's real leverage. And so if you look at that from a business perspective, there's three areas we'll break that down to. One is owner's work versus employee's work. If you do the work once and get paid once, that's employee's work. If you do the work once and get paid long-term or forever, uh, if you get paid long-term, that's manager's or leader's work. And if you do the work once and get paid forever, that's owner's work. So it's really breaking that work process down into that. The second way to look at it is your product or service. And this is an interesting one. I just had an example of this show up uh, on my Facebook. Someone tagged me saying, thanks for the idea. 
They're a cookie company. They make beautiful cookies. And they now have a subscription cookie box that's sent to you every month. You can actually buy a forever program. And it's amazing the number of businesses that they, they don't. And especially in real estate, I remember many moons ago, a young lady in real estate arguing with me about repeat business. She said, but Brad, people only buy a new house every three to seven years. And I said, right. She said, well, it's, what do you mean keep in touch with them? I said, well... I'm asking you to write one letter every quarter, post them one letter a quarter for three, let's say seven years, right? Let's do that. And she said, yes. And I said, so that's like a dollar a letter by the time you do postage and all of that sort of stuff. $28, four times a year, $7, seven years. And she looked at me going, well, that's just, that's a lot if I write to every single one of them. And this is the crazy thing. People don't see that your job is to make a profit on every customer, not to make a profit overall. So your job is to take every single customer and continue that relationship, not overall continue the relationship. Because if you ask the average person who their realtor was that sold them the house, they will have forgotten in the vast majority of cases because no one kept in touch with them. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Second, a third area I want to look at strategy of leverage on is, uh, what's an example? Apple. Think of Apple computers, okay? You had, let's go back to the beginning. Apple versus Microsoft. Microsoft, you've got Bill Gates who built a piece of software, not a great piece of software in the beginning, obviously. He built a piece of software that he made it once and sold it a million times. Steve Jobs, the other end of Silicon Valley, he made a computer once. Remember, he was a manufacturer in the beginning, made a computer once and sold it once, made it, sold it. To sell another one, he had to make another one. Steve Jobs gets fired from Apple. Bill Gates goes on to become the richest man in the world. Now, Steve Jobs goes off and runs a little company. Do you remember what it was, Brian? Little movie company. Uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, the movie company. What's the name Pixar. of it? Pixar. Pixar, yeah. Sold it to Disney for billions. And what did yeah. he learn? When, what did he learn in the movie business? Well, A, he learned how to be a good manager and leader because he needed to learn that. That's first and foremost. Uh, you can read that in his book. But what he most learned is make a movie once and sell it forever. You think of Disney. Disney's the biggest genius of do the work once and get paid forever. But he came back to Apple, put him into the music business because then he he's even smarter than me. Do the work never and get paid forever. They've never made a song and yet they make 30 cents on the dollar of every single song sold on their site. Now they have a subscription service. Now they have a TV subscription service. Now they have and so on and so on. You see how their, their strategy has shifted over the years because of what they're doing. And then you take a look at the second area of strategy, and that is uh, scalability. My definition of scalability is the next sale costs less and is easier. If, if it gets harder as you grow bigger, then there's a lack of scalability. You haven't thought through the business model uh, well enough. And so that's a part of it. The third area is that of marketability. The product or service sells itself, which in real estate it does. Everyone needs to live somewhere, so they have to sell it somewhere. So, hey, presto. And the fourth area is opportunity, the size of the opportunity. In real estate, the size of the opportunity is massive because everyone's selling tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions. So, therefore, any cut of that is quite a large sum. So, you've just got to look at the first two, I guess, for most people. Then we get to BizDev. I'm not seeing many questions pop up here, buddy. You know, people are maybe they're just too busy writing. Maybe, maybe everybody's questions. writing notes. I mean, I, I've got I've got a whole page of them here, Brad. So, so BizDev, BizDev is three things: marketing, sales, customer service. So let's focus the rest of the time on that, if we can, unless we get any specific questions. Marketing today has had to shift. 
There is, you know, we've gone away from face-to-face uh, -face and we've got a lot more virtualness. So your level of video usage today has to be five, 10 times what it used to be. Your social media posting should be five or 10 times more than it was pre-COVID. COVID has sped the economy of virtualness up by, well, I'm saying seven years. I, I was saying five to 10 in the, in the, during the process. But Amazon released their numbers a few months back saying they are doing a number of deliveries that they predicted they would be doing in 2027. So they, they said we've sped up seven years. So that's why I'm using that number. And that's why, that's why our packages are taking longer than we may expect sometimes. Well, that's like yeah, here in Vegas, they just opened their second distribution center online, which was supposed to open in 2022. And they got it open now. So you can imagine how fast they're racing to get everything open. But um, so if you look at marketing today, you've got to do a lot more education based. You've got to do a lot more testimonial videos. If you don't have testimonial videos today, you're crazy. You've got to massively monitor your ratings and rankings out there. You've got to be on top of that. If you don't ask your best customers to talk about you, the only ones people hear from are your worst customers. So make sure your best customers are giving you your, your, your ratings and rankings out there. How to buy from you why I should buy from you. you the, the level of blogging, vlogging, um, social media videos, live videos, all of this today has to be way more than it ever was before. And people say, well, you know, you can do too much. No, you can't do too much because the algorithms at Facebook and Instagram won't serve your video up to anyone that doesn't want to see every single one of your videos. It won't serve it. So it'll, if someone's a a little user of you and likes you a little bit, they'll see a video every day or two. Someone who's a massive user of yours will see every single video you've ever posted. So and their algorithms handle that. What's that? And, enjoy, and, and they'll enjoy it, right? Well, I, mean, you know, I, I do a video a day called Drive Time. When I get in the car to go to the gym or drop yep. the kids at school, I do a five-minute training course. So anyone that follows me, you can find me on any social media. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Insta, Twitter, you name it, I'm on there, YouTube, except for Pinterest. I'm not really that, uh, not really Pinterest-y type of crafty person. So, so Brad, marketing, you, you marketing said, shift, yeah. Quick, quick question. You said, you know, you should be posting more than you were pre-COVID. So I think mm -hmm. uh, this industry is full of people who are all about learning, growing, mm -hmm. Uh, I would say Gary Vee and Tony Robbins are, I mean, most people in this industry consume both of those. So Gary Vee has been saying you need to post at least three times a day forever. What is the answer today? I mean, that was five years ago. What's the answer today? How many times should you be posting today in this space? Three is, well, see, it, it depends on the, on the methodology. LinkedIn, you don't want to be more than two to three times a day. Facebook, you want to be four to five times a day. Twitter, you can be 20 or 30 times a day. That doesn't matter. You can post as often as you want. It's a news service. Uh, Insta's probably, see, if you're using the story, on story, you can be posting four, five, six times a day. You yeah. never want your story to ever have nothing. Your story must always have at least one. So you must post on your story every 24 hours. Look, if you're going into a house, post. If you're going into a property, post. Don't do something where you didn't. If you learn something new, post. You know, just uh, you've, you've got to be seen as an expert. You've got to be seen as a trusted, knowledgeable expert in your marketplace. But, you know, give me value when you post. Uh, but, but, again, somewhere in the vicinity of 10 to 20% of your posts should just be personal as well. It's a birthday party, all that sort of stuff. I mean... Yes. But I, I keep coming back to 
you, you've got to work out what your style of posting is. Like, are you interviewing your clients after they've made the sale? Are you interviewing them after the sale has happened and doing that live? Are you doing walkthroughs and are your walkthroughs boring as batshit as some of them? Sorry about that, but some of them I say, oh, my God, it's like this person just got their theory of you've just got to post, you know, a little bit of personality goes a long way when, when you're posting and that sort of thing. And it doesn't have to be, this is the craziness of it, it doesn't have to be this professional, super-duper amazing thing. People don't need that anymore. Um, yeah. Especially on the stories. I mean, stories, it's funny. Stories are usually getting more views than anything else. So many people go in and all they do is look at stories. They don't even look at the rest of it anymore. Yeah, well, that's sort of Facebook is pushing that to you. Facebook really yep. wants to push. Facebook is pushing video and pushing stories. That's that's what they want most and uh, most of all. Which, which I saw LinkedIn just rolled stories out about a week ago. Um, LinkedIn is moving in that direction. LinkedIn Live, you know, Twitter is going live. There's there's all this sort of stuff. So live video is a very big part of what uh, a lot of them are doing. They're looking for anything that's organic. And by organic, that means you don't have to have massive production value. You can just do, you know, a simple post that uh, uses your iPhone and hey, presto. Great. There's a question here, Brad. I don't know if you want to address this now or later uh, because we're we're in the middle of going through this. Is this something you'd like to address now or should I pull it up later? No, no I can deal with that. First and foremost, get yourself an action coach. Um, they'll help you with that. Um, there's answer number one. The second is if you're looking at developing a team within any organization, what your program is for developing your people is a big part of it. Why do people stay in organizations? You've got to look at that question and why do they leave organizations, okay? So if you're looking at your organization and it's very simply a struggle to recruit, develop and retain other leaders within the organization. So first and foremost, I don't know if we can bring Carl in live or not, but um, first and foremost, what I'd be looking at is what is your recruitment process? Where are you recruiting? Because in this day and age, marketing for recruiting is just as hard as marketing for customers or just as important for marketing, whichever way you want to look at it. When you're trying to market for customers, one of the things that you do is you get very clear on who you want to go after. Same is true when you're marketing for people to work in your company. But now you've got to think of it as recruiting. See, most companies, what they do is they look to find people who are out of work and build them up. No, what we do is we we recruit. We look for who are the best of the best and how do we get our marketing in front of those people who already have a job? Because the best people already have a job. They're already working. They're already doing something. They're not even looking for a job. So your marketing aspect, what we do usually is we'll create a leadpages.com website for every job that's available. Uh, we'll take a, a short video at the top of that. It's a video of the director of that department or the, the, the VP or the president of that company uh, doing a short video on, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're looking for. This is the type of person we want to recruit. We then have that video able to be shared and it's shared on all of our social media platforms. All of our staff share it to all of their friends. It often gets shared on again. We then post that everywhere. We put that on all of our ads. We lead people to it because, and then their application is simply below that on a leadpages.com site. So, but we also are very proactive. So for instance, we build in Facebook and LinkedIn, we build groups and we join groups and we get very, my HR manager is very active in a lot of groups around the world and around the country and, and in the markets that we need, need people in. 
And what happens is by being in those groups and being active, when we go to recruit, we place that, so that video or that lead pages site, we pop that up there with a, there's a graphic that we have with it, which has our logo, Action Coach, and a big writing across it. We're hiring again. And so what do you think it does publicity-wise? We're, we're recruiting again. We're growing. We're recruiting again. So then you got to look at your development program. What is your development program for your people? How do they know what their development program is and where are they going to go? What does their career path look like with you? Because, again, if people don't have brightness of the future, if they don't know where they're going, and, and, and that term brightness of the future is very important to an employee, if they don't see a career path, they will leave. It's as simple as that. Um, now, if they don't see how they become a leader, again, they will leave. But remember this in very much the vast majority of cases. People don't leave companies. They leave managers. So how are they being managed and how they're being led is probably the biggest problem in that organization. And so if that's the case, there's work to be done at the top. Well, you know, I'm not saying this about Carl, but I, whenever a business owner comes to me or a CEO comes to me for help and says, you need to fix my people, my first thing is, great, the fish stinks from the head down. Let's work on you first. And then once I've worked on you, then we can go work on them. Okay. Brad, you cut out for just a second, but I think oh. we got I think we got the message. So I know you still had some a few things. We've got three minutes left. Okay, so let's finish this dev then. The sales aspect, sales again has shifted. You got to remember in a viral virtual world, fear, worry, and doubt are a big part of human psyche right now. And so what we have to do, especially in an election year, fear, doubt, and worry are much of a more of a thing. And I don't know what market everyone is in. If you're in Las Vegas or Utah or anywhere outside of California where Governor Newsom has kicked everybody out of the state, congratulations, because in Vegas, your sales process is, yes, it's for sale. Thank you for the order, you know, because that's basically the way the market is. Now, in most markets, people are taking a little longer to buy. They're making the decisions a little slower because they just are of that mindset. They're just fear, worry, and doubt, especially in election year, let alone when there's a virus going around, uh, is something important to remember. But again, for 100 years, I keep going back to one thing on sales, no like, and trust. Do they know you? Do they know who you are as a person? Have they read your profile? Have they seen videos about you? Do they do anything? Have you built something that they would like you? They, have you actually done something for them or you've gone over and above what uh, would be the normal scenario? And do they trust you? Have you become a trusted advisor? You know, and, and when you are selling the invisible, I remember reading Harry Beckwith's book, Selling the Invisible, probably 10, 15 years ago, and sitting down and thinking, I'm selling me. Me first, then the other. Now, customer service, lifetime retention of a customer, you know, it's no more complex than just build that relationship. Don't just build a one-off sale, build that relationship and remind yourself of that person. For, keep in front of them, keep in, keep in touch with them. But overall, if you work these five disciplines, and they're all in the book, so if you jump on Amazon, pulling profits out of a hat right there, or Audible, if you want it on audio version. Yeah, uh, is that where those are, Brad, the new book, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat? Amazon and Audible is the easiest way. Uh, but it's the, it's the book, Pulling Profits Out that's, of the House. That's the newest one. The one before that was The Wealth Coach, where I taught uh, people how to build wealth. What was the one before that? I rewrote uh, Buying Customers uh, prior to that to, to 2.0 to update it for current times. Yeah. So any other questions that I can answer before we our time? Our time is run. Yeah, I, th I think our time is up, Brad. But I just want to personally thank you for joining us on your day off. 
uh, <laughs> and, and making time for us. Uh, again, I don't think a lot of people from the real estate industry uh, know who you are like they do from a lot of other industries and just your wealth of knowledge and uh, showing up for us today. I, I really appreciate and thank you for it. Yeah, buddy. Lovely to be here. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, keep educating everybody out there. Keep that growing. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.